Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another ride on the RV. Today, we are on the road chatting with Shelly Kino. Shelly is in Southern Illinois, nowhere near Chicago. She's a veteran special educator of over 25 years and is the author of the book, Those Who Can Teach. So, dear Shelly, welcome to The Relatable Voice. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to our trip. Yes, I'm super happy. I know that in Chicago, it must be cold now. Yes, yes. And in Southern Illinois, yes, we are. Today is a strange day, but typically at this time of the year, we're quite cold as well. Mm-hmm. I'm in Pittsburgh and it's cold here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Shelley, you are married. You have a daughter and a very spoiled dog. Yes, Our listeners love animals. So can you tell us what makes your dog spoiled? Um, He pretty much rules the house. He gets whatever he wants. He is allowed on all the furniture. He sleeps in our bed with us. He's pretty demanding. The older he gets, the more demanding he seems to become. And I give in to him all the time. (laughs) So you are the person who spoils him the most. Yes. Yes, absolutely. My daughter spoils her rabbit, but I can't complain because he's so cute. <laughs> yes, ours is a little chihuahua rat terrier, and he, he looks like a little deer, a little baby fawn. He's just absolutely adorable. So, Shelley, <laughs> I see that you run an individualized education program, IEP. Yes? Yes, yes. You provide professional development for schools teachers, and you are a master IP coach. Right. Yep. Just a few things that I do. I worked with special education, and I believe that it's vital for parents and guardians of special needs children to understand the importance of IEP. So for our listeners who are unfamiliar with IEPs, could you tell us a little bit about this program? Absolutely. So the individualized education program, sometimes people interchange the word uh, plan for program, and that is the document. It is a legal document that drives special education services. So if you have a child who you think needs um, some extra help, maybe they have, you think they have a learning disability or they have attention deficit disorder, or they've been um, with a traumatic brain injury, or they are vision impaired, there's 13 different categories under the special education law that allow for a child to be eligible for special education. 
And the IEP is a very daunting document, or it can be. It is uh, as if you were to get a lease for a mortgage or your house um, for, you know, the mortgage for your house or a lease for your car. There's a lot of detail in that that you typically don't read. You just trust that everything in there is the way it should be and everybody is following it as they should be and everything is going to be fine. And that's easy to do when it's an inanimate object like a house or a car. But when it's your child, it's very vitally important that you feel truly comfortable, confident, and calm when you're having these meetings. An IEP meeting is the meeting that happens at least once a year. And it's between the parent and all the members of the part of the school team that make up the IEP team that develops this IEP plan for your child. And at least once a year, everybody gets together and they talk about how has the child progressed this year? What do we need to work on next year? Or do we need to continue services? Um, A lot of kids are able to sort of exit, or I don't want to say graduate because that's not quite the term, but they get to exit out of needing special education for various different reasons. Not that they didn't need it, in the first place, but they've learned coping skills and they don't need the extra services now. Um, Or they, some things you can outgrow. There's an eligibility called developmental delay that goes up to about age nine. And a lot of times the kids are able to, they've kind of caught up in their development. And so they don't need that specially designed instruction anymore. Um, And so kids are able to go on about their lives without having that IEP document anymore. But as a special educator, I saw so many families that would be crying in these meetings because it's very emotional. Unfortunately, we're not having these meetings to tell you all the wonderful, glorious things about your child. We have these meetings because we know that there is an issue and we want to address the issue and so there's a lot of sadness sometimes that comes along with this because Well, all of us know that our child really isn't perfect, although we all want to think our child is perfect. When we talk about it with a group of people, it's, it can be very painful and very emotional because we, we want the best for our children. We want our child to be perfect. And so one of the things that I try to do as an IEP coach is to come in and remind everybody, Hey, we're talking about this wonderful person. And yes, we do need to talk about the things that need to be strengthened and we are going to develop this plan and we are going to have to talk about the weaknesses, but overall your child is amazing and we want to make that amazing known to everybody else. I was going to ask you what are some things that every parent should know before attending their children's first IP meeting. And basically you start the meeting telling these things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And when you go for your first meeting, it can be extremely overwhelming because depending how much need your child might have, there could be anywhere, there's a minimum of four people from the school's perspective that need to show up. And if you need other therapists or if they want to bring in other teachers or um, maybe the paraprofessionals, what, whomever. So you could have I've had people tell me they've had meetings with 22 people representing the school and they themselves are the only person there representing themselves and their child. 
That can be very daunting. That's not typical. I don't want your listeners to think that that's typical. But even if there's only three or four people representing the school, that can still be very scary. And so one of the main things that I want people to know that especially for that very first meeting that you have with your school team, bring someone with you. It doesn't have to be myself or someone like myself, but just bring another person who can help you remember things, help you stay calm. They might hear things differently than you're going to hear them. And so then afterwards, you have that voice of another person to say, it's okay, that's not quite what I thought they were saying, or, oh, I think they, I think they meant this. Um, and, and that'll just help. And that's just a calming feature to have, you know, a loved one. I'm not a lawyer, but I do speak about the, uh, the special education law, which is the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. And within that law, it gives you, the parent, that permission to bring someone who is knowledgeable of your child and or special education. So it can be a family member. It can be a dear friend. It can be a coach. You don't have to be in crisis to bring in a coach. Um, if you think about any kind of coach, you're, you hire that coach because you want to improve your skills. It's the same thing with hiring a master IEP coach. We are there to help improve a good IEP to make it great. And we're also there to help improve not-so-good IEPs to good or great. It's very important to have someone to, to give you some support. Because sometimes parents, they don't know what, what to expect right. yeah, when they arrive right. in something like this. And Shelley, uh, out of curiosity, is it possible to get an IEP in college? It's not called an IEP in college. So what they do at the college level is every university and every junior college across the country has some sort of either they call it a disabilities office or a student services office or something along those, that wording. And if you have had help in high school or in grade school, and, and even a lot of cases, I've known of people who have gone and said, I didn't have an IEP or a 504, which is a slight different thing than an IEP in high school, but I really struggled or I have a diagnosis of da, 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 da. Um, and if you take that initiative to go to those offices, you can still get help at college level. It won't be, it, it's more of accommodations at that point. It won't be specially designed instruction because you're already taking classes that you're choosing that are at your level. And so that is the reason they don't do specially designed instruction, but they will offer those accommodations that maybe you had received or maybe you needed and didn't receive. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your work is fantastic, Shelley. Oh, thank you. I absolutely love it. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Absolutely. Um, when I was nine years old, I wanted to be a teacher, but I wanted to teach children in the general education population. And from the time I was nine until the time I received my degree in education, which was right at the age of 30, I had had that little voice in my head saying, you should teach special education. And I thought, no, I can't because I'm, I'm not going to hold them accountable enough. I'm going to feel sorry for them. I'm, um, you know, I'm not going to have anything to connect with them about. Um, and I had all these excuses and the Lord put me in positions when I got out of high school where I was working with kids who learned differently, but I didn't realize that they were the ones who would have been in special education. Um, and so once that realization hit me, I switched. I had actually started college in going for my elementary education degree and then switched it after these job opportunities to becoming a special education teacher. And now my passion is to make the world better for all one person at a time, one IEP at a time. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. From that journey, I am not teaching any longer. Um, as you said, I've been in uh, special education for over 25 years. Some of that as a paraprofessional, some of that as an aide, most of it as a special education full-time teacher with my own classroom. Um, I developed my own behavior system in the sense that I did a lot of different trainings um, if, with different organizations over the years and then my own experiences. And I just found that I loved those kiddos the most that no one else seemed to know what to do with. Um, I didn't realize that I have such a sense of private investigator in my body, but I really like digging in and figuring out the why behind a behavior. So oftentimes we do these things um, called behavior intervention plans and or a functional behavioral analysis that leads to that behavior intervention plan. And we say that this child is exhibiting a behavior because they're trying to avoid a task or they want attention, or it's a power struggle. And then that's where the, the research stops. But my intrigue goes beyond that. I want to know, why are they wanting attention? Why are they trying to avoid the task? Why are they getting wanting to involve in a power struggle? There are so, so many stories, Lucia, that I could tell you that would just break your heart, but also some stories that are kind of basic, like, well, the, the child just didn't feel well, they didn't know how to express it. And so they, their body expressed it in this behavior. But then I've heard from the far extreme of a child stopped coming to school, because their water had been turned off at home. And they didn't have any way to wash their clothing or take a shower or get clean. And they were embarrassed to come to school. But if you don't look at the why, you could just stop at, well, they don't want to come to school because they're in high school and they're, you know, they're at that age and they've just quit. But when you search that why and you figure that out, then you can address that underlying condition 
And then that will take care of oftentimes, not always, and it doesn't make it perfectly go away, but then you can address those behaviors a whole lot better with a lot better information and then really come towards that with a problem solving toolkit that you wouldn't have had. And so from all of that experience, I left teaching and started this consulting business because I wanted to reach out to more people. I wanted to um, tell stories that are true stories that I felt needed to be told. To that end, I wrote the book, Those Who Can't Teach, True Stories of Special Needs Families to Promote Acceptance, Inclusion, and Empathy. And truly every story in this book will change you, the reader, because it will give you a perspective that you didn't have before. Each story in this book, it's actually 10 chapters. The one chapter talks about my journey that I just sort of touched on here. The other nine are those nine stories. I thought I had a pretty good understanding of what it was like to be one of the families that I worked with or one of the families that I knew because I knew or worked with them for so long. But when I started going through the interviewing process to write these stories in this book, I was still blown away and realized that I still just had the tip of an iceberg understanding of what their daily life is like and what their years of life are like. And so I wrote the book and it's been out for a little over a year now. And I'm having teachers tell me, I wished I'd had this book sooner because I've changed my teaching style now. I have the perspective of the parent that I never had before. I have an understanding now of the why a little bit more. It's still not everybody's why because everybody is an individual and their why might be different. And every situation's why is different. But to have that I realized, you know, there's a lot of teachers. I only thought I was going to work with parents, but once I started talking with teachers, and these are general education and special education teachers that are saying these things to me about my book, I realized there were a lot of people that needed more education. And then that's when I started offering the professional development for school systems and helping them get a better understanding of all the things that can go into the IEP and why they're important to the families and to the individuals. The final sort of thing that developed from my book is I have a, it's not a podcast, but it's hopefully one day going to turn into a podcast. And um, it is called Hashtag No Limits. It is a video show. Um, I don't really know what to call it. It's a a live stream, a web show. I don't really know the technical term for it, but um, it's called Hashtag No Limits. And on that show, I interview people who society has placed limits upon, but who have busted through those limits. And I start my introduction for that show with, and I know your audience can't see this, but you can probably see the poster behind me with the butterfly and the caterpillar on it that says, we know who we are, but not who we will be. And I so believe that to be true especially for our children who need that individualized education program, because I worked with so many amazing people who I had the privilege of seeing them be something in kindergarten. And by the time I was finished with them in fourth grade or eighth grade or um, 
if they were friends of mine and I continue to watch them grow and become adults, the vast difference between who they were when I first met them and who they are today is incredible. And it irritated me when I would hear, especially as I was interviewing the families, how many people had said to the individual or the family throughout their lifetimes, well, you can't be happy. You can't have a normal life. You can't read or you can't write or you, you, you won't go on family vacations. You won't go to college. You won't. Um, and just all these negative limiting beliefs that people have in their minds. And so I, I could write the, the stories that are in this book and I could write more stories, but I realized I'm probably going to reach more people quicker by doing something like this, you know? And so, like I said, I've been doing it now for a little over a year and I have had my own limits challenged. I didn't realize um, I've interviewed the people that play on a blind hockey club. Um, I've interviewed people who play baseball that are blind. I have interviewed people who are doing amazing things with um, their, what they call their nubs. There's an organization called Nub Ability. And the founder is someone who doesn't have his left hand, I believe it is. Uh, one of his hands, I don't remember. And, and all the things that he can do. And, and he brings students from all across the country to work with people who are like them as adults, they have the same nub missing, basically, and they teach them all these different things and they just encourage them and do awesome and wonderful things that I want the world to know about. Um, you know, I'm somebody who's very passionate and I'm doing research and I'm looking into these things. And if I don't know about these things, how does the rest of the world know about them unless somebody shares it with them? And so that is where hashtag no limits comes in. And um, I may write a follow-up book to those who can't teach, but I'm certainly going to continue hashtag no limits as long as I possibly can. And helping the families, you know, hashtag no limits doesn't pay for my bills. Helping the families does. <laughs> How do you think teachers can incentivize inclusion and diversity in the classroom? Oh, that's a great question, Lucia. One of the things, and probably the most important things, is for them as the teacher to be welcoming of every student who walks in the door of their classroom. As I mentioned before, I started doing this professional development after a few years of being out of teaching and realizing that there are teachers who need that extra training. I thought about it from a teaching perspective when I was teaching and I would get really irritated with my gen ed teachers a lot of times because I didn't realize it until later, but I think it's that they were fearful because they get such minimal training when they are going through school to get their education degrees on students with special education. And then we put everybody in their classrooms and say, okay, include this child and teach this child differently than you're teaching everybody else and do a different behavior strategy than you're doing with everybody else and do it perfectly. You're going to be evaluated on how you're doing that as well. And I think that our gen ed teachers are just scared and it isn't that they don't want to help, but they don't know how necessarily. And so the, 
one of the biggest keys that I teach about, especially with when it comes to behaviors, is that relationship. Reaching out and making sure that that child feels welcome. And it can be as easy as when you get your class list at the beginning of a school year and you see that you have a child or multiple students that have IEPs, make sure every person on your list, even if they're only going to be in your room for five minutes a day, has a name tag and a place to sit that is specifically for them that they can call their own. I have so many times seen kids who are literally only in a gen ed room for five or 10 minutes a day, and they're just sitting at a back table. And that automatically gives them the thought that they're not cared about, that they're an afterthought, or that they're just not welcome. So making sure that you have something, just like I said, just as simple as that, that this is Shelly's spot. When she comes in the room, this is where she sits. This is where she keeps her crayons. This is where she keeps her notebooks. This is where she puts her whatever, whatever it is in the classroom. And then talk to that student, just like you're talking to every other student in your classroom. Um, Inclusion doesn't have to be grand gestures. It really does come from the little things, making the child feel that they are as important as every other child in the classroom, treating them like you do everybody else in that sense. Yes, you might have a different behavior strategy. Yes, you might have different curriculum. Yes, they might have accommodations for their assessments and their work. If you're standing out in the hallway greeting your students every morning when they come in, if your student with an IEP comes in at a later time, greet them that same happy way. Hey, glad you're here. Hey, you know, and if you can't do that in an overt way because class is happening, make sure you go by them. Hey, it's good to have you today. Glad you're here. Give them a little pat on the shoulder, a little pat on the back. Um, you know, just let them know that that you truly do care that they're there. And if they weren't there for a day or two, hey, I missed you. You know, I'm glad you're back today. Looking them in the eyes, and I know not all kids are good with eye contact, so you know you have to know that about your student. But um, and not talking down to them. So many people have this bizarre quality. And I'll, I'll be honest, I had it until I trained myself out of it. But just because, for example, someone's nonverbal, you don't need to talk to them like they're three. You can talk to them like you talk to everybody else in their classroom, whether that is a 10-year-old or a 17-year-old. Just because they don't speak to you doesn't mean they don't understand you. And depending on your tone of voice and the words that you use, You're sending a signal to that person. You're saying to them, if you're talking to them like a three-year-old, that that's all that you expect them to understand. And so it's just a lot of those little, like I said, just a lot of those little things. Shelly, I saw on your Instagram that you share autism facts. And I think your page is very informative. You are doing a great job. So my question for you is, what are your goals and aspirations? To make the world better for all, one IEP at a time. I, I really want to change 
people's perspectives. I truly want to change the world. And the best way I know how to do that is one person at a time. And so through my book, through the work that I do with families and school districts and teachers, and probably the biggest area I think that's reaching the most people is through hashtag no limits. And I also have another show, which I didn't mention. It's called Friday with Fran. And on that show, it's my friend Fran and I, um, she raised two now adult children and they both had disability, have disabilities. She herself became a person with a disability uh, a few years ago after a series of concussions and a stroke. And so she and I, every Friday we come together and we just talk about, you know, how, how did you do this? Or what would you recommend about that? And so I come with the education teacher experience and she comes from the parent and individual experience. And so we just talk about, you know, different things. Um, Sometimes guests ask us questions and we address those as we can, but it's another way because, you know, she has her bubble of people and I have my bubble of people And yes, we're influencing those bubbles in our daily lives, but when we come together and do Friday with Fran and when I come on and I do hashtag no limits, I am reaching people that I will never probably meet. I am reaching people and just like your show here, you know, you're reaching thousands, hundreds of thousands of people and that sphere of influence is very precious and Fran and I take that very serious And we want to make sure that, you know, and I as well on hashtag no limits that, that these stories are told in a loving and beautiful way. And that hopefully what we're doing is changing the world for better. Tell it, where can our listeners find you? Where can we find your books, please? I am, I feel everywhere. (laughs) Um, You can order my book through my website, which is ShellyKino.com. And it's spelled S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-K-E-N-O-W.com. I am on Facebook. I am on YouTube. I am on Instagram. Um, Most of those, if you just type in again, Shelly Kino on Instagram, it's Shelly Kino IEP. On YouTube, I don't have enough subscribers yet that I have the personalized YouTube link. So if you're going to go um, and watch one of my YouTube videos, please subscribe. And then I will be able to make it a simple, you know, Shelly Kino at YouTube type thing. Um, But right now it's a whole bunch of letters and numbers. So just type in Shelly Kino and no limits and it should pop up um, on YouTube. On Facebook, I have the the business page, which is Shelly Kino IEP consultant. And then I also have a Facebook closed group called No Limits, Changing the World's Perspective of Special Needs Through IEPs. Um, And in that group, I give even more tips and and ideas and encouragement than on my business page. A lot of the same things that you saw on the Instagram page also go into that that Facebook group. I'm on LinkedIn. Like I said, I just feel like I'm everywhere. (laughs) You're all over. Yeah, I am. And my book, um, and my, sorry, my book can actually, you can purchase it through my website and then you'll get the autographed copy. It is a little more expensive because all of my shipping and the tax and all the fees and everything is in all, it's in one all-inclusive price. Or you can go to um, Barnes and Noble, walmart.com, amazon.com, and it's available in all of those places as well. It's available in paperback, hardback, and ebook at this time, audible I'm still, it's, it's on my list. It's, t- I'm going to get it done. I just haven't done so yet. 
Sally, thank you very much. Your work is priceless. Oh, thank you. Come back and thank you very, very much for your time. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. I very much enjoyed it. Thank you for what you're doing with your podcast and taking people all across the world and the country. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.